how much food that is, but it translates to about 1.2 million in, in terms of its retail value. Wow. Hi guys, Matt LaMarche here with Keller Williams First Atlanta. Hope you guys are doing well. If you have a business or a nonprofit that you'd like to see featured here, please feel free to give me a call at 678-687-4397 or shoot me an email to matt at mattlamarche.com. Thanks so much. I am Cease Webster and I'm a volunteer at the Community Assistance Center and I'm also on the board starting last year um, for the first time and we're sitting in the midst of the CSA thrift store and this is where clients come to use their vouchers to um, get clothing, food items, furniture, but also for the, the local community to come as a retail Perfect. thrift store. Very good. And so who all does CAC serve and, and what services do you guys provide for folks here in the community? Um, we serve the clients within about a five zip code area in the Sandy Springs Dunwoody area. And we're serving people that live um, around the poverty level, living maybe possibly paycheck to paycheck. But more importantly, we're serving people who have had financial distress. It could be job loss, it could be lost hours, it could be an illness, it could be a death in the family, something that just sets people right on the edge of almost losing their place to live, hmm. whether it's an apartment or, or home. Hmm. Very good. And how do you guys provide those services? Um, there are a number of ways, part, part of which is we will help someone pay rent. So if they can come and document their financial need, we help with rent. We partner with other organizations in the area so in case they can't make up the full rent. We also will help financially with utilities, uh, gas or uh, power hmm. utilities. Then in addition, we have a food pantry, which I think you're going to be looking at later, where we give them vouchers and they can get food and they can pick out their own food in our self-shop model. That never ends. As long as they feel like they have a need for additional food, they can come here and get it. Hmm. And we highly encourage that because every bit that they don't go spend of their own money, they can set aside for their rent, the utilities, and, and other you know necessities of life. Sure, sure, um, absolutely. They also get vouchers they can use in this thrift store. Um, we have education. Uh, we've got summer programs for the kids, and we have holiday programs as Fantastic. well. Fantastic. Excellent. And a lot of education. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's an important piece of the puzzle, right? It is. So you retired from a corporate position with Coca-Cola. Mm -hmm. um, now, obviously, that gives you a lot of time to volunteer here. Um, how did you learn about CAC? Um, the church I went to um, for many years uh, supported CAC. We had individuals that were uh, highly engaged volunteering. I, because I worked and traveled an awful lot, um, I didn't have time to volunteer, but we would give money and help with food drives and things like that. So I was aware of the organization, um, had a lot of people that I deeply respect that were very committed to it. So when I retired, um, my husband and I both retired within about a year. We both started volunteering um, once a day back in the food pantry. and. Um, I moved on to doing interviews with clients after about three years. You know how they say 
if you went to your favorite restaurant and went back in the back of the kitchen, you would never eat there again? <laughs> well, I've been in the back of a CAC, mm-hmm. and what I've seen in the way it works, coming from a corporate world, one of the things that's very important to me is that an organization is well-run, staffed, managed, um, and I've seen in the back of the shop, and this is where I put my time and my money. Sure. And I continue to do that because not only is it well run, organized, and put together, it's got heart. Gotcha. And it, th- that's a unique combination. Very good. Very good. Um, out of all the nonprofits that you've benefited from, you know, using, or sorry, that have benefited from your experience uh, in the professional world, what drew you to volunteer here? Um, I chaired the board of an organization that served the homeless in Atlanta through my corporate connections in the early 2000s. And so I knew I had a heart for people that were in need. I knew that I had, you know, incredible blessings in my life and that I would, when I retired, use those to give back. And I wanted to do it close to home. So I think that's why CAC, my my prior experience with it through the church and through other individuals, and this was close to home, and it was serving my community. Very good, very good. Can you describe a uh, specific situation that you you know saw the impact of what you do here and your work here? Oh wow, that's that's kind of an everyday thing. <laughs> um, but I think there's two things. I think um, through our holiday program, where we have incredible donors in the community that adopt families, and I have for about four or five years been worked, you know hands-on with that and I prefer to work hands-on and behind the scenes but to see the faces of families and to come in and pick up a huge bag of toys for their kids or a bike oh my gosh the bikes are Hmm. eyes light up (laughs) and and for them to say my kids wouldn't have Christmas Hmm. if you guys didn't do this yeah um and then I have a young woman who two years ago had come in to sign up for the Christmas program. And I, I could tell by looking at our database that um, she'd not been using her food coupons. And I knew she lived on the edge. And so I had given her a new set of food vouchers and, and highly encouraged her to use those and explained to her that every bit you save is some that you can put towards your rent. Um, it can average, you know, depending on family size, from 35 to $75 a week that they can save. And she was kind of, gave me the blank look, um, didn't feel like I reached her. Hmm. Um, but two days later, I was working at the food pantry, and she came up, and she gave me a big hug. And she says, I get it. Hmm. And I continued to see her. And she will continue to be very proud of herself that she is using the coupons and that she is in her house and or in her apartment and can pay her utilities. Fantastic. So it's one person at a time. Very good. Very good. Oh, I am Tamara Carrera. I'm the CEO of Community Assistance Center. Fantastic. And I've had this position for 20 years. Wow. So it's been a long run. Wow. Um, I took it when CSC was a very small organization. Uh, running out of a scout hat at Montverdon Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. And in 2004, we bought the initial building in Hightower Trail, 10,000 square feet. And last year, we just bought this facility, which has an additional 14,000 square feet. Wow. Impressive. <laughs> so um, who exactly does CAC serve, and what services do you guys provide here? We serve mostly the low-income community. Uh, so there are families that are 80% of our families are making under $20,000 a year. And 
as you know, $20,000 is not a lot of money to survive mm -hmm. these days. The remaining 20% are in that um, bracket between 20000 and at the most 40000 a year for a family, which is still a challenge. Sure. So we're mostly helping, we're helping two groups of people. People who temporarily go through a financial mm -hmm. dip because of something specific in their lives. For example, they lost a job mm -hmm. or they had a cancer situation. They've been on chemo for a month. And as you know, you get health, uh, uh, I mean, uh, you know, vacation time and sick time, but that only goes so far and then mm -hmm. it's unpaid leave. And so in those situations, we will come in to make sure that that family stays in their home hmm. uh, and it will probably require paying rent. Uh, it, it will probably require g getting a team from the community to to sustain them mm -hmm. through their, their their problems. Sure. Uh, and then we have a group that is more chronic, hmm. and it's the people that are living the in the bottom of the of the scale in terms of income, mm -hmm. um, mostly elderly people uh, that are on social security, and the social security ranges anywhere between nine hundred and maybe twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollars a month. And that's for everything, hmm. rent, utilities, you name it. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of medical expenses usually puts them over the edge. And so, and disabled people who are in the same situation. Hmm. So we call them our family because yeah. we see them often. You'll see uh, a lot of the seniors coming here daily. I mean, if you go in the back right now, you will see that they're already lining up for mm -hmm. the food pantry. Um, because that's how they sustain themselves. Mm -hmm. Whatever they can, they can save. That that is the money that they have to pay the utilities this this month or the the phone bill this month. That's the way that they survive. Hmm. And if we weren't here, life would be really, really tough. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine. So, so how do you guys provide these services? I mean, how do you how do you guys get more involved in the community, and how do, how do people volunteer? This is a community effort. It's a, it was a community effort from the beginning. Uh, it started with five congregations, then it grew to eight, and now we have 27 congregations that are involved in wow. this, in this uh, community effort. But it's not just the congregations. They were the starting point, but now it's civic organizations, it's businesses in the community, it's the government, uh, everybody who gives us support. Um, and all of those uh, different entities from the community. So it's volunteers. Sure. It's... Uh, uh, most of our volunteers come from the faith-based community, but we're seeing a change into volunteers going, um, coming from businesses. So, for example, the Saturday volunteers, are, they're all people who are working full-time, but they want to do something significant. Mm -hmm. So they come in at least one Saturday a month uh, to do something that really makes a difference. Nice. Okay. So uh, it's... It's just uh, a process uh, of engaging, sure. and we've been engaging progressively. And right now, we're in the process of growth because we serve about 6,000 um, individuals, about 3,000 families. Hmm. In the area that we serve, there are about 11,000 families that live under the poverty level. Hmm. So there is obviously a gap there. Sure. So we would like to be able to reach more of them. And one of the things that we need is resources, and one of the main resources is volunteers. Gotcha. So we have a call out for anyone who can volunteer. They can volunteer pretty much anywhere from 8 o'clock in the morning until 9 o'clock at night. Um, they can pretty much volunteer in any area that they want to. Um, from the thrift shop where we are right now, you know, playing in the store, uh, to sorting stuff, to distributing food, to transporting food, 
uh, counseling um, because our clients need a lot of uh, interviews and to figure out exactly what their situations are. Also adult education classes. Hmm. We do um, English as a second language, financial management, computer classes, and then we tailor, depending on the groups that are, that are being uh, seen at that point, other classes, hmm. depending on their name. So you pretty much can volunteer in just about any area. Yeah. And if you're a marketing person, we would love you to do social media. Sure, sure, absolutely, <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, so you talked a little bit about your your history here, right, for mm-hmm. the last 20 or so years. Um, what do you think is is the secret? Obviously, there's a lot of another, you know, a, a lot of nonprofits out there that are doing great things. But what makes CAC special in helping kind of meet those needs? In addition to having a great volunteer base, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, there's a gap, right? So. How can we, as a community, continue to support in addition to volunteering? What else can we do to help meet I, those needs? I think the successful communities are communities where everybody is taken on an equal basis. Mm. So where you are a giver one day and a receiver the next day, mm-hmm. and they, they are in the same position. So for example, our clients are welcome to volunteer here. Uh, and. We have rules to, to deal with conflict of interest. Sure. But it's a very it's a very equal platform. Mm-hmm. So you are coming in as an individual. I have some I have some assets that I'm bringing to the community, mm-hmm. and I have some needs. Sure. And whether you are coming in just as a volunteer, or whether you're coming in as a client, it applies to all of them. Gotcha. So uh, at the end of the day, you can come in in the morning to get some food as a client, but then, then in the afternoon you come in as, as a volunteer. volunteer. And then you can be part of a group that is trying to put together procedures, for example. Hmm. So it's very engaging, and it really respects the integrity and, and whatever, what the gifts that everybody brings. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very rich, I think. And that I think that at the end of the day, communities that are successful, that's how they work. Sure, yeah. makes sense. Um, so what do you say to help people understand why some of our neighbors need help from time to time or, you know, that's, that can be a sticky situation, right? How do you, how do you approach that subject or how do you engage with folks when, when they ask about what's going on here? I mean, the reality is that we have an economy where what is called the essential economy, the, the, all of those essential services that are really needed are paid very poorly. Mm-hmm. They're paid close to minimum wage, which is seven something. And seven something is not a sustainable income. And so most of the families that we help are working more than one job. They're really hardworking people. They, the issue is not being able to make enough money. Um, I mean, even the, even the Bible says that you will always have the poor among you. We're hoping that by working on projects that work on the self-sufficiency area, we can get more and more people to the level of sufficiency in terms of an, uh, uh, an income. But that's a slow process. Sure. That whole uh, adult education, and we're going to be going into career development, is a, is a process that will take years. To develop, to engage, to graduate more people from the program, it's not inexpensive. It will have a big impact in the community. But the fact is that we need all those other services. Hmm. Um, could we make a difference? Yes, if the if the minimum wage was higher. Sure. But at seven dollars, we're just not going to make it. Yeah. So how would you say our community has changed by working together for the good of the people that live, work, and play here? I think the quality of life for everybody improves. Uh, 
from the practical end, um, we keep about six to 700 families from losing their home every year. I don't know if you've ever seen it, an eviction from an apartment complex, but if you're not there right when the eviction happens, basically all of your belongings get put on the street. And so you can imagine what this would look like in a city. It's not, it's not very welcoming, it's mm -hmm. not very pretty, okay? Um, there are a lot of side effects of an eviction. It's a lot more expensive to get a family back on their feet. It's extremely diminishing to the person. Uh, the dignity of who you are gets violated in so many ways by an eviction. That is really hard to get people back to where they were before they started. Um, prevention is really the answer. Mm -hmm. So if we can prevent 99.9% of those ones, we won't be able to get everybody, sometimes because they just don't know that we're here, sometimes because they don't have enough resources, sometimes because they come too late and what the gap is way too far hmm. to reach. But the more people that we can prevent from getting there, the better the community is. And at the end, the quality of life for everybody comes up. Sure. For the volunteers that work here, it's such a, an empowering experience. Um, humans are built to be connected. And this is a connecting place. Mm -hmm. And it's a connecting place where it makes you feel good that you did something good today. Yes, you, heard, you may hear a lot of really bad stories. And I, I remember when I started, I would go home and feel guilty. And then I said, I, ha I, can't, I can't do that. Mm. Okay, because I can't solve every single problem. But you have to count your trials and count the blessings of what you could do. And that's what builds a community in a, in a positive community. Perfect. Very good. How many people do you think uh, CAC has assisted over the years? Since 1987, we have seen touched over 20,000 families, wow. whether they came in for rent or for utilities or for education or to have their taxes prepared. But there has been some something that they have received from the community. Fantastic. So it's, it's kind of daunting because you think 20,000 so well, people, <laughs> 20,000 families, not 20,000 individuals, 20,000 mm -hmm. families. Um, but this community has grown enormously. I mean, when we started working, um, then we had about 14,000 people. Uh, Sandy Springs were more in the in the 50s. Both of them have grown enormously. And then I think right now is between 50 and 60, and, and uh, Sandy Springs is over 100,000 people. So the growth has been enormous, and obviously the number of people that have circled through this community has grown and changed mm -hmm. over the years. And so have the needs and the blessings. Absolutely. Lots of good things and lo lots of challenging things. Happen. Absolutely. Very good. Thank you very much. Well, thank Great you. Great job. Why don't you tell us who you are and um, and what you do at CAC here? Yeah. Um, so my name is Bryant McDaniel, and uh, I am a volunteer in the food pantry and uh, part of Sandy Springs Christian Church that uh, staffs the food pantry once a month on a Saturday and uh, been doing it about 10 years now. Fantastic. So like in my situation I had like uh, C said um, said you know upon retirement you got some time on your hands you're looking for a way to you know get involved with your community and um, our church it just was kind of coincidental through its outreach programs had been engaged with the CAC and some, you know, trying to explore what opportunities we might have uh, to work together. And they knew there was a need on Saturdays. Uh, you know, they're already open on all the weekdays, but because people work, kids are in school, you know, they knew that there was an opportunity to do some more uh, through Saturday uh, work. And 
So we opened it up on Saturday about 10 years ago, and uh, things have just evolved from there. I mean, it, uh, it was one Saturday a month for, I don't know, two or three years, then two Saturdays, and I think we're up to three Saturdays actually now. <laughs> Fantastic. And, um, yeah, we serve probably 70 to 80 families a day um, on you know a typical Saturday. I'm not sure during the weekday what it's like, but... Um, it can be kind of crazy Absolutely. on a Saturday morning around here. Absolutely. So yeah. obviously there's a ton of different volunteer opportunities here. Why did you choose uh, the food pantry in particular? Uh, I don't know that I chose it um, <laughs> as much as it, it chose me or whoever was kind of, uh, you know, directing things at the time. Just asked people, you know, if they would, would step up and, and serve here or, the you know, in the thrift shop or whatever. And, uh, you know, so it was kind of like, would you do this? And, and I, uh, I, I willingly stepped in. I had mentioned that, you know, been at doing this for 10 years now, and we've seen a ton of change. And, you know, when we started, uh, we used to fill the uh, uh, vouchers for the clients. And this has evolved now to a self-service model. Mm -hmm. And uh, the clients really prefer that. But one of the real reasons, though, I guess, that I've stuck with Food Pantry is it's just such a great team to work with. I mean, the volunteers, uh, everybody just rolls their sleeves up, goes to work, everybody knows their role, But um, and, and then the professional staff here at the CAC, too. There's a, a pleasure to work with all these folks. Fantastic. So why do you think that um, the CAC's food program is vital to the people that you help in this local community here? I think Tamara probably answered that one better better than I, I could. Sure. Um, I mean, there's just a real need. And uh, I think sometimes, you know, as we drive through Sandy Springs and Dunwoody, you know, we may not notice that uh, there is a real need in this community when you see the, you know, the incredible growth and, and development and that sort of thing. But, uh, there, there is a real need, as Tamara had pointed out. So how many total people um, does the food pantry serve? Well, like I said, on a, on a typical Saturday, it's it's probably 70 to 80 folks, Just again, just in the food pantry. It would be more in the uh, thrift shop and th through the other programs. But I'd say that's, that's pretty typical. Now, um, I think the number is about 500 households are served a month, and uh, there are about 2,000 visits to the food pantry on an average month. And in terms of the volume, it's about 700,000 pounds of food. It's almost incomprehensible <laughs> to you know explain how much food that is, but it translates to about 1.2 million in, in terms of its uh, retail value. Wow, fantastic. And how many volunteers actually run the pantry itself? Um, again, on average, probably a dozen or so. I mean, it can fluctuate, but sure. typically we'll need uh, a dozen people to work the, what we call the back room and the mini market and the, uh, uh, the front door, that sort of thing. Tell us what makes CAC's food pantry um, um, different than other... Uh, I, I think... Um, it's, it's a self-service model that we have so that the clients, you know, can have some dignity in the way that this is all done. I mean, they can actually pick what they want. And, um, you know, when, when I started, uh, it was primarily kind of packaged foods, and I guess that's what you would see in a typical pantry. And our model has evolved to where we have a pretty extensive fresh offering of fresh foods and, uh, you know, 
proteins and, and stuff like that. And uh, you can see that, that there is a real need there and that, that st when that stuff is available, it goes very quickly. People yeah. are looking for, for the fresh foods. One of the really neat things, though, is that um, you know, when you've served here and you've seen clients, you kind of get to know them. Uh, and then they finally are back on their feet, you know, and able to do things on their own. When they're in a position to, and they come back, you know, with their kids, and they make a donation themselves mm -hmm. of food or clothing. I mean, that is a pretty neat thing. Yeah. You know? And Very we good. see that. That's awesome.